Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. I'm Dr. John Herding here with Dr. Ray Carr. Hey, how's everyone doing today? Um, and we have two special guests today. Um, we'll be joined by Robert Bean, Coach Robert Bina in a little bit, but we have two special guests here. We have hitting co- coordinator Nick Todaro here from MSI. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And then pitching coordinator George Zirkel. Hey, Johnny, right? How you doing? What's up, guys? Um, so anyway, we, um, we're very fortunate to have these guys at Maple Zone um, that we can, we can often coordinate athletes um, their specific skill coaches in the hitting and the pitching, and then we have the therapy, and then Rob, of course, is doing the sports performance training. Um, so that helps us to um, – we're meeting almost on a daily basis, depending on the athlete, to help coordinate how they're focusing their training depending on the time of year, what their goals are, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we recently, with school starting in the beginning of September, um, have started to get questions from athletes, um, how they manage their school schedule with now getting into – continuing their performance training and their skill-based training. And then, you know, baseball is traditionally a spring sport, but for some of your fall sport athletes, how are they managing now? In the summer, they could come in, they could get in their rehab, their performance, their skill-based training. But now with school starting, they don't have the time to do this all, but they still want to keep progress in all these areas. Um, So your fall sport athletes, like, um, you know, if someone plays football, baseball, and they want to play football, how do they manage football season plus continuing to train plus continuing their baseball skills so that they're ready for baseball in the spring? Um, so recently, George and Nick had a pay, had an athlete, um, and we're going to kind of give you the guys their story as an example, and then we'll discuss how we've thought about managing um, their specific athlete as school starts and they're trying to manage multiple sports and training and skill-based training for each sport. Um, so George, do you want to share the story of this particular athlete? Yeah. Um, so we have an athlete right now that have been communicating back and forth with. He's a three-sport athlete and um, a rising junior. So like low 80s right-handed pitcher, wants to play Division One baseball, um, so he needs to gain some velocity. But he also wants to play football in the fall and wrestle in the winter. Um, so it's a matter of us trying to figure out how can we balance all of those things um, while getting him the performance, while getting the performance benefits that he wants. Um, the issue there is we have two highly physically demanding sports on top of baseball training, on top of school, on top of homework on top of all these things that add it together, I mean, there's not a lot of room on a training side to be on an aggressive program that the kid ultimately needs to get where he wants on the baseball side. And, and when you start stacking stuff up like that, that's when something's got to give, right? Where so Then that oftentimes leads to them ending up in physical therapy with me, me Ray, or Nick because something has just given and, and then they're out, right? So how do we manage that kid through all of these these wants, how how we've laid out a plan and suggested is, you're while you're in season with football and wrestling, you're going to be on a maintenance throwing and lifting program. So, one to three times a week, nothing high effort, um, nothing, and we'll just 
basically maintain you for a couple months so you have some capacity when those seasons end when those seasons end see where you're at physically and then if you have if we have time to get you on ramped and ready we can do some high effort work but really it's at that point you're playing in the fall and the winter we have to get you ready for your spring season and i think the the big thing with that is parents really don't want to hear that like they want to be able to hear oh you know how do we get him more velocity right now so that way when it comes to spring season he's five six miles more than what he is right now right so it's it's really tough especially for you know george and rob hitting's a little bit different um, where he can still come in he can still do some of the same activities obviously it's not the same workload so it's he might tailor it from eight to ten reps for every set that he's doing of whichever drill now down to four five six right so it's it's very similar but you can still able to do some of the same drills if that makes sense so then nick like with his hitting are you limiting weekly volume whereas he might have hit five six times a week like now he's only coming in two or three just to kind of maintain his skill absolutely um so i think you know the athlete that we're talking about he's always wanting to go always wanting more and it's it's tough whenever you have especially those guys that that are always wanting to go and, and have as many reps as possible where it's having to tailor them down and i think specifically you're looking at those guys as <clears throat> how do we get more specific with it? You know, how do we look at that and just be, all right, instead of you trying to get a ton of reps, how do you put the most quality into each rep, you know, that we have? Right. So then as you guys are sitting down, because currently this, this athlete's in the performance side, like he's, he hasn't had to use physical like therapy services. So as you guys are sitting down with Rob, where you're talking about skill and strength and conditioning, how is that all fitting together on top of, I'm assuming, you know, he's going to school, then he's going to football practice, which is intensive for another couple hours. Homework has to fit in there somewhere. Um, and then, like, how are you guys starting to structure, making sure he continues to get his strength and conditioning and then manage the skill as part of that? Is there something that you guys are giving up? Or, you know, how are you guys managing that? So from the training side, I think, pretty much where I would train him like he's in season for football. So you want to – I look at it as like he's in season for football. That's kind of should be the focus of his training program because um, we have to develop qualities to help him with, with that sport. Uh, and then we transition to, to wrestling, and then we're in season training for wrestling. Um, you know, we can add things in that might be, quote, unquote, baseball specific or, you know, things that a baseball player needs. But for the most part, I would treat him – to improve his needs, um, his weaknesses, and whatever the athlete you know wants to wants to focus on. But I would train him like an in-season athlete, and you know uh, take into heavy consideration that the sport that he's in season four, and take it from there. So for football, maybe one to two days a week of training, and same kind of thing from a wrestling standpoint. You know, one to two days a week of training, nothing high intense. Um, moderate intensity, trying to develop strength, power, you know, whatever the person's qualities that they want to work on. 
So I'm assuming this kid, like, are you including a lot more recovery and accessory type work? Like, because I'm assuming he's going to be beat up a little bit from football and then not sleeping as much as he should. And Yeah, I mean, the workouts that I'm talking about are two sets of borderline recovery workout. Um, trying to maintain strength and power. And then if he comes in the gym and he's like, Rob, I'm smoked. Yeah, then we're doing a 10-minute circuit and you're out of there. So it's in-season training and, you know, taking it day by day, week by week to improve in the qualities. Rob, do you ever have, or George, um, do you guys ever have someone come to you and say, yeah, baseball is my focus. Yes, I'm in-season with football, wrestling, but almost want to table that to the side. And do you proceed just from like a, like a baseball training perspective in that situation? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I get athletes all the time that like, oh, yeah, I play football. I'm going to play football, but I want to train like a baseball player. That's like what the parents want. You know, so that's where I was like, okay, like we'll train some qualities that are going to, you know, help you with, with, um, with football, and we'll, we'll gear the training program towards, you know, improving qualities for baseball. But, you know, really when it comes down to it, it's about the individual and what his, you know, his strengths, his weaknesses, his flexibility restraints are, um, you know, how he presents on an evaluation day, and then, you know, we tell our training programs kind of based off that. Um, you know, so it's it's tough. It's tough because, especially football and wrestling and, and basketball too, the, you know, the three main popular, like, winter, fall sports, um, they're very, like, taxing on the body. Like, I had a guy yesterday that was like, I'm not sure if I should play basketball because I want to gain weight. And I know every time I play basketball, I lose weight. So I can't, I can't put on weight to help me with baseball because I play basketball for two months. So I told him, look, like you have to make a decision if you want to improve in qualities that'll help you as a baseball player, and then you're gonna have to train. Um, but if you like basketball and enjoy basketball, then play basketball. But realize that it's just going to be a little bit harder to to reach your goals. Yeah, this almost seems like it comes all back to when do you specialize as an athlete? I mean, Nick, George, just from a training, from a hitting, pitching standpoint, I mean, where do you guys like to see your athletes like try to zero in on one sport? At what age do you typically like to see that? It depends on the athlete. I think it more depends on the athlete's mindset and what they enjoy doing. Do you enjoy playing football and wrestling and basketball and volleyball and baseball? Then play all those sports. But you have to realize that if you're playing all those sports, you can't also train for all those sports. So you have to give something up. Um, in terms of if you say, I want to be throwing you know, 88 to 90 miles an hour, I need to gain five, mi five to six to 10 miles an hour over the next two to three years, well, then you probably are going to need to give up your other sports to some extent, at least one. Um, because we just can't get the adaptations that we need if you're in season for 12 months out of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, I, I like when I see the same guys every day and, and, and all that, but I also want them to be able to enjoy it. You know, I, we can also talk about the other thing is, you know, especially with younger athletes too, where they could come in here every day and then they get sick and tired of it. And then in three, four months, like they don't want to play baseball anymore. Um, I, I want them to 
a have fun and and do whatever's going to make them happy in the end but if we're talking about older athletes it's tough because we're asking a lot out of their body and then if they're playing multiple sports they're asking for a lot more out of their body and it's tough for them to gear up and get ready for the sport that they might you know want to pick at the end it's it's really difficult it's a difficult decision and for us for me specifically it's if you enjoy it then do it the biggest thing for me on the throwing side is I'm always going to err on the side of caution yep um, especially if you're playing two other sports or one other sport or you're just not yeah like I can't I'm not going to give you an aggressive program if your body's taxed you have certain you've limited training economy not to mention training economy alone add that in with high school uh, add that in with probably poor sleep homework added stress you know SATs whatever whatever the social life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. They're allowed being, to have one of those? Being <laughs> a high, yeah, exactly. So it's like, do I want a, you know, a stressed out kid that's going to come in? You're not going to adapt well to a program. Nope. Your injury risk is much higher. So if you're, and then if you get injured, you can't play the sport. So I have to always take into consideration everything that's going on in an athlete's life to best prepare them to play their sport and again that's why the that evaluation process is so big because you could have two of the athletes at the same age look exactly the same one moves a lot better than the other one so you might be able to put a little bit more on that one right where the other one might not move as well so now you're working on several different aspects of getting his body prepared to do something very similar to what you know other athletes are doing do you guys use anything to like in season track that stuff because I know I'm sure there's a fine line between you know we want variability to a certain point right but then also yeah like Nick mentioned burnout and those kind of things overuse injuries you guys do anything to track that stuff um, at least with the last high school season we I was more talking to guys texting them and they would come in and say hey what's your throwing like oh I threw a lot of practice today um, okay so you're not gonna throw at me today um, or hey Practice got washed out. Can I throw a pen? I was supposed to throw a pen at practice. Okay, sure. We'll throw a bullpen. But once guys are in season and they're not in all the time, it's just tougher to keep track of what they're doing. And I think that's that's why George and Rob have a more difficult job than I do. I, I could have guys come hit every single day, and it's it's a little bit different where, you know, these guys, it's if some kid's throwing over and over and over again. Like I had – uh, an 11 year old in the spring would throw for his town team and then tr and I didn't know they wouldn't you know parents wouldn't relay anything to me and then he was one of my best arms so what do I do I put him out there and I pitch I have a pitch where you know the parents are thinking oh he's you know 11 years old nothing's ever going to happen to him well, it's it's a difficult one you know managing guys on the you know the the throwing or sports performance side it's really difficult so i think this is it comes down to we're just stress managers and we have to save the athlete from themselves Absolutely. right 100 percent. so what do you guys you guys were saying a little bit you're getting some kickback from the parents of this kid because he wanted to keep him at a high level training hard almost burning the candle at both ends and it like he wasn't as receptive to allowing 
maybe we would consider ourselves the experts to kind of craft and guide him through a program that will keep him safe, keep him healthy, keep him performance-based. So what do you guys say um, or what do you guys do or recommend to people when there's like parent kick, um, parent or athlete pushback? Like how do you guys handle that? You do your best to educate them. Say, hey, this is what I recommend because of X, Y, and Z, whether it's years of experience or research or just this individual case. And then some people are just going to choose to do what they want to do anyway. Yeah, because ultimately it's our, it's it's their own kid. They're going to make their own decision with it. You can only give them as much knowledge as you know and best um, – like best practice for the yeah, situation. Absolutely. Yeah, I approve of this. You know, I approve yeah. of this plan, or I don't approve of this plan. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah. That's the tough part because a lot of times then they'll be like, "All right, well, I'll just take my business somewhere else," and you kind of have to be okay with that. That's and fine. Like yeah. sometimes, you know, my feeling is karma will come back around and get you at some point, and hopefully, like we've seen, we've given recommendations to people before as therapists, seeing them go somewhere else because they like that recommendation better, but then they ultimately have ended up back with us for whatever reason, right? Um, but I think you, you often have to just use your expertise and you know you are the experts understanding the research and the training protocols. And um, like you said, George, like you just have to educate and hopefully that they, they trust you. Because yeah, ultimately I think it's our names that are on the line because if something does happen to this athlete, you know, whichever athlete it is, it's, it comes back on us. Yeah. So if they do end up getting hurt or, or something happens, like we're trying to do our best job to not allow that to happen. Right. So then you guys have a plan. Like, so you're looking at, like, you might be now with this athlete looking at the macro of an entire year's worth of training and where he might be. But obviously he might come in, like you said, Rob, and be like, I'm smoked today. Like we had a tough game on Friday night. I can't, you know, I want to train Saturday, but – you know, what should I do? Um, so you have to be able to adjust on the fly into situations of them not feeling good when they come in, right? Yeah. And I'm sure are there times, too, that you guys, you've been texting George with somebody and you're just like, don't worry about coming in today. You've gotten the work in you need and you'll be fine. Go home, go to sleep. Yeah. Eat, eat a big meal, sleep 8, 10, 12 hours. Yeah. And come back tomorrow. I mean, that really is, with all the current research, the best thing yeah. for recovery right now, right? Sleep. Yeah. Sleep and nutrition. Yeah. And that's where you're going to see the biggest progress sometimes. Instead of trying to get an extra couple reps in skill, um, like your brain's not going to be able to process that skill-based learning if you're not going home getting the sleep and making those neural connections either. Same thing with strength, right? You can eat the best food in the world, and, but if you're only sleeping four hours after you got a good training session in, then you're not going to get the strength gains that you want. This was the first week of school for a lot of high school students, and – Pretty much the conversation I had with everyone this week was yawning as they walk up the steps. Yep. Why do you look so tired? Oh, I had school today. How many? How much? How many hours of sleep did you get? Five. Times you go to bed. You know, one. Everyone's taxed. Everyone's tired. You know, and and that's part of uh, managing people is you have to understand what they go through. And if you think about what an in-season athlete goes through, like. They wake up at 5.30 for school, right? They start school, whatever. You're on the bus at 6.30, 6 o'clock. Start school at 6.45, 7. And they're in school till 3. Practice from 3.30 to 6. 3.30 to 5, somewhere in that range. Yep. Come home, eat dinner. 
through an hour at homework, which is probably more than an hour. And now we're at 7 o'clock at night. And they just went from 5.30 to 7 every day. Think about that for a second. I mean, that's – I have some sophomores that are doing football and, you know, doing the full MSI, right? So now they're – I have practice. I accommodated for them to have practice 7.30 to 9 o'clock, right, because I know that they're in football season. Uh-huh. So you're, I want them to be able to get, you know, theirs as much as possible. So now they're not even getting back home until 9 30, 10 o'clock. And then you're expecting them to do homework on top of it it's and then get some hours of sleep. It's, it's, a, it's a very tough schedule. And, you know, think about that from a work schedule. Like, typical work hour day is eight hours a day. These kids are going 15 hour days, you know, 10 hour days. It's a lot. And sometimes that's lost. And to expect to improve in something when that's the schedule of an athlete for five days a week is just is just not is not possible i hope i get this right and i've been looking up to see if i can try to find it but i I saw someone quote um like skipping sleep to get in an extra training session session is like stepping over dollars to pick up dimes like go to bed don't try to get in that extra training session you're going to get more out of getting a f- eight to ten hours of sleep instead of trying to squeeze in that extra skill or that extra sh- strength workout okay. yeah i know i always tell my patients i mean some days you got to know when to push the pedal and when not to um i think that all kind of ties back in do you guys ever like from a sports recommendation like i'm just interested here i mean what do you think would be ideal like for high school athletes maybe to play two sports so they get one true off season at least. I mean, what do you guys think about that? It depends on your goals. Yeah, it depends on your goals. Uh, yeah. Here's 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 a I like your question, right? Here's a here's a, another good question for you guys. Do you think high school baseball players need to practice every day they're not playing a game? So for example, let's say there's games two or three times a week. So you have a game Monday, Friday. What do you do in the rest of the week? Oh, that's so tough. That's such a tough one. Um, Yeah, you want them to just because that's how they're going to get the most out of it in the end. But, you know, we go back to are are they going to enjoy it? You know, if they enjoy it, then, yeah. Like I have uh, an athlete now that's only doing baseball, right? So what's he do every day? He wakes up, eats, sleeps, breathes baseball, and, and loves every second of it works out all the time right that's to me i think that's like a special breed of a human because you don't see that right i'll have eight other kids the same age that would rather play video games or do something other than that rather than training that um now you compare that with other sports uh it's so tough yes like you want them to do what they want. I don't know. It's a tough one to answer. Yeah. I'm going back and forth because I, I mean. Because here's 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 how I yeah, look at it. Like, if, if there's if there's two or three games a week, like I think it's more beneficial for certain players to not practice in between those days. Yes. And just rest yep. or get a little workout That's in. Always case for those by case. who are active recovery. You know, especially for those who are undersized or maybe not playing as often. Yep. You know, like if you want to build a good program, like develop your your players and give them a little leeway to like. Hey, you don't don't come to practice these days. Go work out. You're actually going to get better doing it that way. Or hey, go spend your time hitting in the cage with our hitting coach that day. You know, like use the time wisely. If you're not just like 
going to practice high school baseball and just shagging fly balls. It's like, how am I getting better? So giving athletes autonomy to figure out what they want to do and design their best program for them. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And makes sense. But that comes to the coach and known as players. Like this guy, I can't give leeway. This guy, I have to be a hard ass. This guy needs this. This guy needs, you know, like, and, and players understanding that the coach has all of their best interests at heart, you know? On, on that note, guys, thanks again for listening to Training Room Talk. It's been a ple- our pleasure to help share our knowledge with you guys. Um, if you like it, please spread the word. And if you want have any um, conversations you want us to discuss, please email me at jherting at thetrainingroompt.com. Thanks a lot, guys.